back to We're Not Really Backpackers. I am Janie. I'm Susie. Welcome. Hello. In this episode, we are super excited because we have our very first guest on the podcast. Yeah. She is a marketer. She is a overall just badass bitch. Yeah. And in addition to being a backpacker, just kind of like Susie and myself, but she's way more cool than us. (laughs) She's done some really amazing stuff in this time we sat down to talk with her about an incredible trip that she took recently trekking through the Himalayas um and oh yeah just can't wait for you guys to hear it it's so funny and she just incredible she's so, a dream she's yeah an absolute natural storyteller exactly so without further ado please welcome Yamini Sukwani <laughs> yeah I'm and this is Yamini, you are our first guest. I hope you know how special you are. Oh, this is just amazing. It is my pleasure. This is the first time I'm on a podcast. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Well, welcome to the big league. <laughs> I, I can't wait to hear myself and see how weird I sound. <laughs> it's super weird at first. Yeah. And you do get used to it, which is even weirder. You will definitely get used to it. Just takes a bit of time. Yeah. Just listen to your own episode over and over and over again, like we do. Yeah. Pathway to being a celebrity, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you never know. How big are we going to grow? Yeah. Our last episode has 17 plays currently, so (laughs) look out. (laughs) That is fantastic. That is an amazing start. I mean, next thing you know, we're going to be competing with Joe Rogan. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we can make it possible i think so let's manifest it <laughs> let's so, do it <laughs> first up i want to ask where are you from and where are you now so i'm from india i'm from a town near mumbai it's called pune and i'm currently working in melbourne australia nice yeah yeah how long have you been in melbourne again so i've been here for about two years now. Yeah. Because you did school. Yes. So I came here for graduation, for my post-graduation. I've done my master's in marketing. And then, yeah, I've started working at a life coaching firm. Yeah. And that's how we know you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's how we met. That's where it all starts. Yeah. Our (laughs) story. (laughs) How do you like Melbourne, Yamini? Is it one of your favorite cities that you've ever visited or? To be honest, I hate it right now because it's (laughs) so fucking cold. But I love it anyway. I mean, everything here is just like a dream come true. So when I was in in 12th grade, I was really like fighting with my parents to go abroad and study because I wanted to be independent. And I'd seen all these shows, all these American shows, you know, <laughs> where you go outside your house, you're just 16 and you're living on your own. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> How that go? And then my parents said no, obviously being, <laughs> being the conservative um, Indian parents that they are. I was going to say, is it quite hard as women in India to break free from that kind of what's expected of you? Is it, do a lot of women leave to go, you know, studying abroad? And so recently it's become a norm, but luckily from the family that I come from, my parents are 
completely open-minded and they mm. let me do whatever I want to do yeah. but obviously from their perspective it was too soon for me to leave home yeah, yeah. which was I felt like it was when I came here it was the perfect timing because everything fell into place yeah. except for this pandemic obviously for <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah not ideal yeah but everything is going according to plan so I'm really grateful and I have I, I it's just it, it couldn't be better Life just couldn't be better right now. Yeah, and we're so happy to have met you. I think, especially because we live quite close together in Melbourne, that makes such a difference. And I feel like when we're going to get so used to, you know, communicating via technology, that when eventually this is lifted, I reckon it's going to be the biggest party ever. Oh my god, we're. Gonna, oh my god, it's going to be so messy. Oh wow, it's going to be so much fun. I think just we'll have a whole new appreciation for all the things that we are not just just not able to do at the moment. So, yes, you're coming round us. <laughs> I can't wait. So before coming over to Australia a couple of years ago, had you done any other like long or big? trips overseas anywhere so yeah um i was actually supposed to be coming to australia can you guys hear me yeah yeah Yeah, sorry so i was supposed to be coming to australia in 2017 and unfortunately due to finances i couldn't be here and then it was just like a long struggle of what's gonna happen and things are working out and um the story is actually funny because i i gave two exams and i did not get through both of them so it was my third chance where I told my parents, this is it. If if I pass, I'm going to go. If I don't, then just like, you know, fuck it. Yeah. And my dad was like really encouraging. And he's like, okay, I'm going to pay for your last exam and go for it. And, you know, we'll just see what happens. So the results were going to come out. And I couldn't be like, I couldn't be in my hometown. I just had to have some distraction as to when it comes. And if I was super sad. I would rather be sad in, in the Himalayas than at home. Yes. <laughs> so we took we we took a trip to the Himalayas and um to start off with it was just me and my friend and we booked our tickets and everything. So we were supposed to go by flight and come back so by how, train. So how long of a trip is that from where you live? So I though so, I don't know anything about geography. <laughs> So I stay in the west of India and where we were supposed to go was the north of India. So by flight, it took us about an hour and then we, yeah, an hour and a half. Okay. And then we had to take the bus, which was an overnight journey to the destination that we were supposed to go to. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Yeah. We've already, we, Susie and I are both not fans of long bus rides, obviously. <laughs> they're horrible. But how was it for you? <laughs> It was, I, I actually like it. I love traveling by the road. Like I would any day prefer like a road trip over going in a flight. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so funny. Because like that was my fascination when I was younger and then I just got over it. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do in a flight for 12 fucking hours, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even stop in the middle of, I mean... God knows where and like just admire the beauty or even just like take a breather you just have to be in that's a really cool way of looking at it I'm just spoiled and I'm like I don't want to be jostled around in a car I just want to get there (laughs) really beautiful way of looking at it that it's part of the whole traveling process and not just like a means to an end like how flying can be yeah like I've never taken um long as um flight flights Mm -hmm. before 
Yeah. But it just it was it's anyway dreadful for me. So. <laughs> so Yami, what happened when you got there? So so the interesting story is before we got there, I I I forgot to tell you guys this. Um, yes. So it was so it was the three of us. So we used to stay in the same house in Bombay and. both of them used to stay with their partner so i had the whole house to myself they used to leave me little treats at night that would help me sleep <laughs> and um, yeah like it was it was always so much fun and then we moved ways cuz we moved back to our hometown mm-hmm. and me and my friend was still working and the other one lost her job so she couldn't join us mm-hmm. so we were at the airport and we were like you know what fuck it we're just going to pay like her flight ticket that's all we booked for her oh, so and that was it so we did we not bother asking her cuz you know what she was going to be like i'm not going to do it it's your money blah 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 so we didn't want to hear that shit yeah so we <laughs> <laughs> so we booked the flight ticket so uh it was so we got we we actually directly just sent her the ticket and we told her the wrong timing so it was actually supposed to be tonight and we told her it's tomorrow morning <gasps> <gasps> So she's like, yeah, all right. And then we were just checking our tickets before we boarded the flight, and we we're like, fuck, it's tonight. We should tell her right now. So there was literally a span of two hours where she had to pack for a month's trip, <laughs> tell her parents that she's coming with us, and be at the airport. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> like it was just like a. I wish I wish someone did that for me. You know, just like okay, just come on. We're booking your tickets for you. You you, you got to be at the airport for two hours. It's kind yeah. of cool because it's like you don't have time to like because especially even just with the part of packing. Like I always pack way too much. So if I only had two hours, like you probably pack more efficiently than you ever have in your life. I guess with the stress of it. Oh, oh my god, my I would have shat my pants. Stresses <laughs> me out so much. I don't know why. I will like pack and repack so many times, and I oh. I think I get better at it as the years go by, but I just don't. I don't know what. what... I mean, I'm a last minute packer anyway, but <laughs> I just bring everything. Yeah. Wow, that's fucking hilarious. That's so you guys so made your funny. flight, obviously, right? Yeah. Both of us made our flight, and then she came the next day. Obviously, oh. she reached and stuff. Yeah. And then we were just like at my apartment in Delhi, mm-hmm. and then we left for our twelve-hour journey to this place called Kasol. Mm-hmm. Mm, it's in Himachal Pradesh, so it's like a secluded town, um, away from everything, and it's at the foothills of the Himalayas. Oh my god! It sounds beautiful. <laughs> It was amazing, but we, unfortunately, we didn't like that town because it was overcrowded. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing, but we fucking hated it. <laughs> too many tourists. <laughs> so we just had breakfast there, and then we were like, "Okay, where next?" So there's there's another town about three hours away from where we were. Yeah. and that has it, it doesn't have any electricity so it's not um, also accessible by car wow okay so it's a, i think it's a small town of about 300 to 400 people holy shit and uh, so the car dropped us somewhere and then we had to walk a little bit and then obviously we didn't book shit because <laughs> we were like we're backpackers we're going to figure our shit out and what not yeah and we were in an extremely tight budget like We were on a budget of say ten bucks per day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's everything. That's travel, accommodation, food, mm. all of it. Yeah. Fuck. And we were struggling to find because it's extremely cold there, and I can't handle the fucking cold. Like it's just <laughs> not my thing. 
<laughs> and we found one um, hotel room and it was it was horrible it was you know i, I don't know if you if, if you guys have seen those movies where it's like you know this horrible just like the single bed kept there and there was no <laughs> heater yeah. there was no heated water and i was like fuck oh no <laughs> yeah yeah i've been there how long were you supposed to be there so we we just had to spend the night and then find a better place the next day yeah so we were there for the night and then we packed our bags and then we he- we head up yeah and we found this amazing place where uh, the owners were also sitting there so they were like the cooks the chefs the cleaners and like literally everything mm-hmm. so they were so amazing that they took us to another town oh. which was uh, which was full of wild weeds wait say it again it was full of wild weeds weeds like yeah marijuana weeds yeah marijuana wow <laughs> so just like naturally growing just weed everywhere yeah so apparently so there's this god called lord shiva yes yeah so yeah so so okay. he was the one who used to smoke no. marijuana yeah Yeah. and he was the one who made it like a thing and in india at least yeah. Yeah. and so th- they say that that's where he used to stay really oh and that's why there's weed i mean i don't know the whole story but that's all i know <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good enough to me oh my god that's if it's good amazing. enough for lord shiva then i'm in well <laughs> <laughs> so lord shiva what's he what's he kind of prominent what's his deal what's his deal what's what's going on with sheeps like he's like the superman he's got his shit together he's like the coolest guy around okay. <laughs> i mean i love it kind of god i hope people i i mean i'm saying this like in the most respectful and obviously the best way that i can yeah. and i feel like religion and spirituality is something that is based on perception yeah where it it nobody can ever be right or wrong and nobody can ever look at it from the same way this is the way that i um connect you know yeah. this is the way that i look at it that's a really nice way of putting it i love that yeah yeah Agreed. that's awesome so i feel like uh, perceptions whatever it's whatever if you if you hold it as a sacred thing it's you know it's your thing and i don't disrespect it and neither am i going to disrespect it but that's my relationship with what i think it is or you know the one that mm-hmm. has everything together yeah that's really cool yeah absolutely are so, you religious at all yamini or were you raised religiously quite religiously uh my parents have always raised me in terms of saying that no religion is different like we don't we don't discriminate discriminate by caste or creed uh whatever you believe in actually leads to one thing is all about peace and happiness so yeah. whatever your teachings are whatever my teachings are it might be in different languages it might be a different way to say it it might be a different way to actually do it but we all you know in the end of the day believe in one thing mm-hmm. which is finding peace I think that's so lovely because the religions from where I come from especially and I'm sure Jenny you like experience this in the US they can be really I'm not saying that all of them are like this because there are some you know communities to practice certain religions that are very um, kind to their neighbors and treat people with respect and everything but 
I found in my experience it can be quite um, judgmental. actually judgmental <laughs> and is secluding the right word. They kind of do hold up those barriers. If you don't believe yeah. in what they do, then I mean, they kind of cast you out and don't really give you much of a chance. If I well. yeah, totally. I think the way that you explain that is really beautiful, yeah. and I would I would hope that that's the way that all people would you know hold religion because it is it is a belief system and it Mm. is so individualized and there isn't the notion of like there is one that's better than the other the entire point of it is to have yeah faith and peace and so yeah it's really i love that that that's very beautifully said explanation yeah really lovely so yeah um so we were there we were with um we were with um, locals there. Yeah. So they were basically, obviously, they were amazing people. So they used to cook for us. They used to show us around. Yeah. Uh, they put up tents for us and, you know, made sure that we, we were warm enough and stuff. So the first night that we were trekking, so this was supposed to be a seven-day trek. Okay. And so trek, the, how far? You were walking all day for seven days? Yeah. So we used to start at about 7.30 a.m. and go on till it was sunset nice nice so we used to just go on and on and on it was like amazing it was cold but it wasn't cold because we were walking so much Mm -hmm. and um so i remember the first night there's no electricity there there is no water system there is nothing like we're literally in the middle of the wild with four random people (laughs) and did you like (laughs) I'm just worried about like the logistics. Like, did you reach out to people before you got there or you just showed up and just had to start talking to people to find someone to help guide you? So in terms of like living where hotels and stuff, we, we just figured our own shit out. But for this trip, like for this specific trek, my partner had gone there before. So he told me that this guy's amazing and you know, okay. that should go with him and stuff. Yeah. Cool. But what we didn't know was there was some sort of festival going on there. So these four people were drinking quite heavily at night. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, depends which way the story goes. So I I was obviously paranoid because I was like, I have no range here. I have no electricity. I don't even know where the fuck to go in the middle of the night. And they were like heavy drinkers, right? And even their language, we didn't understand. So we didn't even know what they were talking about. I was going to ask, actually, sorry to interrupt you. Did you speak in English together or? So we spoke in Hindi. Okay. Okay. But they didn't understand Hindi as much. Uh-huh. And we didn't understand their language as much. Okay. So it was just like a matter of gestures and body language. Yeah. 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 And you can't, there's obviously no cell service, so you can't like Google Translate something. <laughs> like. And it was like, if anything ever happened to us, we had no one to reach out to. Because it was yeah. like the the nearest house, I would say, would be like a kilometer and a half away with no electricity and an old lady staying there. Yeah. <laughs> who probably thinks, you know, we're one of those like loud tourists who just, yeah. <laughs> who, was, who she was just tired of. Yeah. So me and my friend just went on to sleep and my other friend was actually chilling with them till 5 a.m. in like oh. minus two degrees. Oh, wow. And then you have to get up start walking yeah 
and we were obviously worried about her in terms of you know is anything going to happen we didn't even get up to pee at night like me and my other friend we were just holding hands and we were like we were just praying all night and we were like hope everything's okay oh wow okay you but they scared a little bit sorry you were scared a little bit i was cuz i was i was with my friends we had the only thing that made me scared was the fact that i couldn't teach out to anybody just in case anything wrong happens yeah totally and it can be quite scary cuz they're drunk you 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 obviously want to see the best in people but sometimes you don't know what's going to happen when they're under you know the under the influence of alcohol right yep. Yep. and were were young girls and they were they were they were in their mid 35s mm-hmm. mm. but luckily they were amazing people we misjudged them mm-hmm. and my friend had like the best time of her life they were singing they were dancing okay. and there was like a bonfire around and then we just regretted going back to sleep yeah. early and you know getting scared mm-hmm. yeah but i think like that was smart actually you know you can't go into these things so naive that you think that everything is going to be okay and actually your safety is paramount in these situations so it was good that you had your guard up a little bit and okay like misjudge the situation slightly but rather that than kind of go gung ho into it all uh, without thinking about what the consequences would be so yeah i think that was really smart of you to to kind of keep keep your guard up i feel like that's definitely important at least when you're traveling to places where you don't know the people yeah um it's always even for them and even for yourself it's always good to get to know each other a little bit better mm. yeah mm. yeah and then There's start sharing life secrets <laughs> yeah <laughs> by day two i bet you guys were just talking shit and telling everything about each other to each other and diving in yeah mm. and then from there they they made us so in india you have huge families right like and you're close to everyone yeah so they took us to, so we were walking and then there was another small town where his mama ji so his mother's brother mm-hmm. okay had a huge campsite so they took us in they had like a, i don't know if you guys have seen those in um, it's basically like this huge tent with colored cloth oh, okay <gasps> like a little like flags Yeah and then there's like this sit, you know it's it's like an indian seating kind of a thing there's a very low table and then you sit on like um cushions yeah so it was like you know one of those things and then we were playing cards they gave us food we didn't have um so there was there were there were no atm so we did not know that and we carried less cash oh okay yeah and we 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 were obviously like when we get to the next town and you know there's something that we'll take out money and we'll start eating or whatever we need in terms of our groceries and water and stuff and we told them this and they were like you know what it's fine we'll just you know let's eat together and then when you get down you can just like pay us or whatever mm-hmm. which was amazing that's so kind yeah and be be I realized the one thing that people there were very 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 nice like very welcoming yeah uh, it it's also about uh, having the best intentions at heart cuz if you show them that you have you know you you actually care about them and you treat them cuz cuz in india it, it there's there's a level of supremacy mm-hmm. yeah 
so they don't re- usually gel around with people who are in uh, professions like this yeah. yeah so if if they don't know how to speak well or if you know they don't know how to dress like you there is a level of um, comparison yeah. i might say mm-hmm. okay and kind of representing a group of people that they don't get to interact with much and so you have to kind of prove to them that you have respect for them and that you're wanting to connect and like have good intentions yeah yeah definitely and even and it's vice versa even for Mm -hmm. them because they're opening up their home to you all these places are really far off they don't have the resources that we have and people like us we leave our shit around we we you know yeah Yeah. there's so there's so many things that the people who live in the city do that the people there don't like they have such an amazing lifestyle and it's it's beautiful to look up to like i met this lady there she's quite old she was i think she was in her 80s and she obviously couldn't speak in hindi so we just had to speak via gestures yeah mm-hmm. and she was she was she was selling um, a lot of the local products there and we wanted to buy those products and for us to communicate that with her and you know she was asking us for a higher amount and us being us obviously we were trying to bargain and we were like you know we're going to pay you less amount of money and then we start uh, we start talking and she's never seen tv in her entire life really she has never seen tv in her entire life oh my goodness wow. okay she's never got a glimpse of living in a city or what a city looks like can you imagine yourself no i mean no it's so integral to everything that we can you imagine it would be like going to another planet it's yeah. crazy cuz she, she's always been there. Right. Um her partner passed away there and her partner used to get her everything from this like you know basically from the village. So there is no city like Melbourne no. around there. Even if there is there's like a small village that's there which has more shops than what you might have and which might have electricity but not all night. Yeah, of yeah. course. Wow. That's incredible. So did you guys end up bargaining more or did you get <laughs> No, you we did price? not. We actually we actually asked her cuz cuz she did not have a telephone. She did not have anything that was there like you know any form of technology that would help her communicate. There are no hospitals there. Yeah. Oh so my if, goodness. What what so they just they must have learned how to take care of themselves really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, I wonder if they practice a lot of like ayurvedic medicine maybe. Definitely, like, because if you're pregnant, there you can't get to the nearest hospital in the next ten minutes. Wow! You have to trek down, which is a one-hour downhill, <laughs> whilst you're having contractions. Jesus no yeah. Christ! Yeah. So they 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 just do home births there. Like even the children there, they've been they they're very um, integrated in the culture that's going around there, mm-hmm. which I feel like which is very sacred and should be actually. not commercialized but it should be shared with the world where you can live like that you like you know in times like today we're under lockdown and i'm yeah scared of seeing like you know being in the same four walls for the next 6 weeks it it can get overwhelming yeah it, it definitely can plays on the mind and for them it's a way of life i mean i would love to live that way man i think yeah. it just simplifies everything doesn't it Um what was it? I was watching a video from 
recently, I think it was <clears throat> of a therapist, and she was saying, I'm, she was saying Einstein said, simplify, simplify, simplify. It's the key to life, basically. And I think like that is such um, an important thing because I'm not saying that we, you know, we should move to the hills and live in villages without electricity or whatever. Although that may be some some people's choice, but I think the simpler life is, the happier we are. We don't have so much of a burden on our shoulders as such. And yeah, it's very interesting because these for these people, this is all they know. And yeah. throwing and to, them into a into a culture which is overcomplicated with all of the things that we have, no wonder mental health issues are kind of shooting through the roof. Yeah, I think too. It just goes to show, like when I hear all that, it's just like all the shit that we do put on ourselves, and all, it, it it's not real. <laughs> like we're yeah. just putting it there. It doesn't does it really, 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 really matter? You know. And you know, it's so interesting. I had a moment today where, um, because for people listening who don't know, we for work have to be on Zoom and we can turn the camera off. But today I actually did try and keep it on because I'm, I normally like always have it off. But I thought today I'll like try and be more present on Zoom. And yeah. like, the time I came on, I would look at myself like in my laptop camera and I look so disheveled. I'm just like, what are you think? But in my view, I did, yeah. right? So, you know, my hair's all over the place. I'm kind of like got bags and I don't look like the greatest that I could possibly be. But I I was so interested to feel that it didn't actually bother me anymore. I was like, because there's, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's so easy for me to say right now. And I'm not saying like, I'll never be insecure in the future. But I just kind of had a moment where I was like, nothing matters <laughs> like literally none of this matters who is ever going to remember that my hair is a bit frizzy today you know not. that moment yeah. of peace Susie you've, you've done it you've achieved it in life <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to track to the Himalayas <laughs> but you should but you should <laughs> I would love to honestly oh, Yamini I've said this before I fucking hate hiking but your story is like maybe turning me a little yeah. bit oh my god it, it's even I I, I love I don't like I don't love hiking yeah but I'm okay with it yeah but you just sit there in the middle of nowhere and yeah like, fuck yeah. this shit what the fuck am I doing there like what the fuck <laughs> am I doing with my life <laughs> maybe that's it maybe I don't like hiking because everywhere I've gone has just been like you know a normal trail or whatever and there's people everywhere and it's nature but it's also like not because yeah. it's very guided and structured and it's just like ugh, mm. what's the point <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe I just need to go get lost in the wilderness somewhere. Actually, no, I would probably not survive. So, okay, you met the lady. You might just, you might just. <laughs> we just continued our trip, and it was it was so amazing to hear everyone's stories. So one of them was actually he had four kids, and he had a wife to take care of back home. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, you know, we were just thinking because. So so when you when you can go to the Himalayas, it's only in summertime, right? Because mm-hmm. it's extremely cold there. Mm-hmm. And they have to make a living for the whole year in just those three months. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And so it's freezing during the winter. Guides, right? Sorry? You're talking about one of the guides that you had? Yeah. So we had about four. 
Wow. So imagine there are four people for three of us. That that's like not even a one-on-one ratio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and for the whole thing, we were paying them about. Let me convert it about sixty bucks. Holy shit! So it was stay, oh. food, guiding us everywhere. Wow. Providing us with any essentials that we need. Yeah. And just, I mean, like, making sure that you guys were okay, like, even in knowing where to go. And if you guys got hurt, they would have to handle it. Yeah, there's a lot of liability, too. And in terms of groceries, like, everything's expensive there because there's there's no mode of, like, transportation that is just easy. There's no warehouse and everything to, like, you know, get it in small cars. And Mm. they have to be, they have to ration their groceries. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was overwhelming to hear that we all we think about is how much more money we want. Yeah. Yeah. And if they can make they were happy, like I could genuinely see them happy. They never once complained about their living situation. Yeah. They never once complained about the finer things in life. They were just happy. Yeah. What a um what a wake up call. It was it was it was like because I was, at that moment, I was struggling about coming to Australia. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know, this is this is something that is a luxury for me. Yeah. Not everyone can afford or even be in another country and stay for so long. It is quite expensive, at least from the yeah. country that I come from. Yeah, Where, where is. one rupee is, like, say, 50 rupees is one dollar. And 50 rupees is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And like you were saying, Yamini, you know, I will be the first to admit that I do have financial goals coming, like, that I want to achieve in the coming years, because I don't feel like I've ever really fully, I don't know, fulfilled my wishes to be financially free. And I do have, I definitely have money blocks in place. But to hear the, like, it's such a humbling story to remind you that you actually don't need that much in life as long as you have the basics and you know you have food shelter warmth and love I think that's kind of all you need and that's what really matters because I I, I'm I I think a lot about money and Mm. I'm always the one to be like you know what if I have it I should multiply it and I want more and more and more like Uh there was a time in the summer last last year where because during uni break, we're suppo- we can, we can work, work more on our visa. And mm. I was doing two jobs for three months, nonstop, without having a day's break. So I used to go at 7.30 to 3.30 to one job, and then from 4 to 10 to another. And because it was boxing day time, it used to go until 11 and 12. And I used to come back home, which was half an hour away from wherever you know my places were. So they were in the city. And if I missed one tram or one train, I used to get fucked. Yeah. And I've and when I think like right now when I'm thinking about what I did and what I realized when I was there is like I'm just like, what the hell did I do? Yeah. 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 You're a lot more willing, I think, to like as you I don't know. There's jobs that I worked and hours that I put in when I was younger too that I didn't really think about. And now I'm looking back, I'm like, oof, like you have the energy to do it, but is it really worth it? And do you really need to? And I think also part of like what we were talking about in terms of like money blocks and stuff, it's like, yes, obviously 
when you do make more money, there's a lot that is alleviated and gets to be fixed. Mm. But there's tricky because then there's also the like putting off like, oh, I'll be happier when I make more money. This is going to be fixed when I make more money. Like I'll be happy and everything will be great and my life will be better when this happens and making it totally external. Yeah. Like being a, I think it's a compilation of your own inner work. And then obviously, of course, like having money is great. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But what I realized was when I got that money, it was, it took me 10 minutes. It literally, I'm not kidding. It took me 10 fucking minutes to spend it because I just bought a fucking car. (laughs) And then you wouldn't believe this. I sat, I literally just sat in front of the mirror and I look at myself. (laughs) And I'm like, you fucking bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) What did you spend it on? I bought a fucking car. <laughs> so I worked my ass off for three fucking months. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. And I used to save so much money because I was like, if I have a fucking coffee outside, then I'm going to spend $4.50. Let me save those $4.50. Make your own coffee. Make your own coffee. And I, and I survived on shitty 7-Eleven coffee. <laughs> <laughs> wow what a what a warrior you are i want the himalayas where that old woman had never seen a tv uh <laughs> that was so funny oh my god yamini you fucking cracked you me up. cracked me up so <laughs> has anyone ever told you how funny you are people have but i don't believe it because i just feel bad for myself i'm just like <laughs> Because sometimes I tend to give very good advice, like to myself and to yeah. others. Mm-hmm. And then I, the next moment, I'm doing something that is completely the opposite oh, of it. Do as Honey. I say, not as I do. <laughs> uh, preaching to the choir, literally. Oh. I have the best relationship advice. Yes, <laughs> my own personal relationship, not great. It's it's so interesting though, and like I find the same thing. I can. If it's someone else, you can be so objective about it and look at it in in such a way that's like it's so logical. You yeah, can see sense. how to sense. Sense the cracks, right? But when it's your own self, I don't know. It's so much harder to keep a track of it, and <laughs> like, it's such an objective stance instead. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a really interesting. interesting so funny. Okay, so at what at what point of your trip are you at now? So you So your way. So we we met her and then we had our whole whole trip and stuff. And then we came back to the small town. So this is like 7 days later. And so how long was the whole trip? So it was it was over a month. It was a, it was a month. Oh, uh, we did Say there's this there's a city called Delhi, and from there we had to go to Kasol, which was a twelve hour night drive. Mm. And then we went to Tosh, which was another three hour drive. And then we did this trek. We came back to Tosh, and then we went to Dharamshala, which is where the the the, the, the Dalai Lama lives. Oh wow! Okay. 
because I'd heard so many beautiful things about it and I wanted to visit the monasteries. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the Golden Temple, which is about 200 years old. Oh, wow. And the temple is made of 24 karat gold. Damn. And it's, it's, it's just crazy. Like, it's the amount of peace that I get there is just beautiful. Wow. So they... So they give free food, like not free food, basically they give, it's called prasad in India and they mm-hmm. give free food to over about 2 lakh people per meal. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy because everyone's working together. People donate uh, food there. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Anyway, so going going back to Tosh. So it was full moon night and my friend who we'd booked tickets for was missing her boyfriend. And I don't know in what world or how how good her luck is. She found this guy who looked just fucking like him. <laughs> like, I will show you the photo. Wait, so she found her replacement boyfriend for the night. So I will show you her, the photo of her boyfriend and the guy that we met. It is not a fucking joke. Like, I don't know if I was... Oh my God, it was an actual doppelganger. It was an actual doppelganger. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, what, what the fuck are the odds? So what happened? And obviously she started speaking to him. And, you know, they were from the same city back, like like the same culture, not the same city, but they were oh from God. the same culture back home and everything. Obviously, when we saw him, we knew that he was a guy from down south. Yeah, because yeah, if he looks exactly like, yeah, someone else from that area, it's probably... And then he joined us, you know, for the next two days. And he was with us the whole time. And then he just fucking disappeared. Really? Like, he just disappeared. And I'm like, what the fucking fuck? So the funny story is before this. So the hotel that we chose, there was an extremely cute guy. I don't know where he was from. I was, we were looking at the rooms of this hotel. And I was just like following him around because he was in the next building. Right, and I was like, "Fuck, this guy's cute." And my partner was in Australia, so I was like, "You know what? He's here. So if I find a cute guy, why not?" <laughs> oh so you God. were just talking this hot stranger to potentially cheat on your boyfriend with <laughs> in Australia, or maybe just talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. sorry, I rushed, I rushed. That was on me. I rushed to conclusion. <laughs> or maybe whatever, you know, you never know where the night ends. <laughs> we can start with talking. Mm-hmm. And then we realized that they got uh, that specific room where I could see him. So I was like, okay, let's go for it. And then we got that room and then we met this guy. And then I realized that guy was making out with his girlfriend in the terrace. And I was like, I was broken. I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, gonna... <laughs> I'm so sorry that you're a stranger that a girlfriend. And you know, so I have this fascination of British guys, right? Like, I love their accent. I love the way they looked. I love, like, oh. everything about them. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> was he British? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. Woo! One for the two. <laughs> Makes a change because we're known for being ugly. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, no, no way, like... I was, I, I always tell my friends, like, if I just meet a British guy and I just tell him to talk, I'll just get, like, an orgasm right there. Like, I just, no. 
the way they talk. It's amazing. Oh my god. I feel like I used to be that way, especially with Australian accents. I like before I came here, I was like, oh my god, I love an Australian accent. Yeah. Like mm, so hot. And now <laughs> I've become immune to them. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't do the same thing. Yeah, definitely not. Because I there was a guy that I hooked up with back home who was Australian visiting Seattle. We met at a bar and I was like, I don't know if it was actually hot or not, or if it was just the accent. <laughs> but now I can actually through it, and so that's been a gift. Mm-hmm. I feel like my, it's my dream to just like go on a date with a British guy. Like I would just tell him you oh, talk. It's not hard, honey. <sighs> come back to England when I go <laughs> here. I mean, you do have a very long-term adorable partner, he but if he would be cool, so with it, sweet and lovely. You could go on a date with a Brit. Well, we are in lockdown. Okay, there's a couple of options. What we're going to do is we're going to go out for some drinks after lockdown. And we will bring my, well, our friend, (laughs) who is British. He's from Essex, mate. Oh, my God. You are going to meet our friend and we can all have drinks together. And hopefully we can uh, provide some kind of... (laughs) Okay, we're fully... Out our friend. I would just tell him to talk. <laughs> I would just like listen to him and I would just be like nice and you know, just like a couple of videos, you'll be fine. <laughs> I've 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 practiced a British accent so many times just to be like perfect oh, oh, at it. Please, please do, it. Me. do it. No, no. <laughs> well, we can cut it out. I just want to hear it. Fuck no. <laughs> I'll do mine. I'll do mine. Okay, do yours. Okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah, right, mate. <laughs> oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, Yamini, is it? Um, oh, it's going to pop down to the pub, Yamini. You want to come along? <laughs> Okay, so mine isn't this great. It's just like a, a knockoff from an Indian movie. Where like the family stays in London and the <laughs> the actress is just like trying to mock their accent. She says, oh, God. <laughs> "So she's like, would you like some oval tea, please? <laughs> <laughs> some cookies I, to go with it." <laughs> you know that is not that the was worst. actually good. It was better than mine. That's not the worst one I've heard. And we do love oval team. That is very true. <laughs> so Yamini can I ask and uh, we can definitely cut this out if you don't want to talk about it or whatever but with what was it that you were telling us the other day how you were making your own hash so it was basically like I told you that we were in the middle of um, a ground with wild weeds <clears throat> yes okay. and it was obviously medicinal and it was it is I think I'm pretty sure I need to get my facts right if I'm not. It is legal in that town. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, my partner's telling me it's not legal, so it's not legal. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it, this was... So I'm really not clued up with hash, but like that's the... So I remember us talking the other night, it was the male plant that is growing in all these fields, isn't it? But you actually do have to use the female one to make the hash, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's basically that you rub, uh, you dry the leaves or you don't dry the leaves, something like that, and then you rub them. And then it's, so 
I think from one bud there's like a very teeny 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 tiny small bit that comes out and it's a long process like if I have to get like a good amount I just have to keep rubbing for 2 hours wow. and I know how dirty that sounds. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Fuck it out. So 2 hours. <laughs> it is okay. crazy. But it's the purest form that there can be because you're okay. Right. Wow, I don't think I've ever smoked hash. What's <gasps> the difference? Oh my god, okay, hash is amazing. Well, for me personally, I don't know if everyone feels this, but when I smoke hash, I get the high, but I don't get sleepy and I don't forget what I'm saying and I don't get like confused. I'm like, <laughs> like quite clear, quite awake can have a good conversation but I still feel kind of dreamy and I have really like high thoughts so mm. I can just like kind of go off on, go a, off on a tangent exactly it's yeah. it's amazing I feel the same way Susie like it's yeah. it just makes me more energetic yeah I would say mm. Mm. yeah definitely I've ever smoked it. so you crumble so what we do anyway is we light the stick of passion and you crumble it into the- yeah I don't really touch weed. <laughs> I don't really, you know, I like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm struggling. Here's, here's my relationship to it is that it's legal back home or it has been for a handful mm. of years now. And so I just go to the store and ask for it and then me and I don't have to like do anything and I and had, have a vape I had a vape pen mm-hmm. and even before that I mean we we all in this group know that I can't <laughs> roll a oh to wow because no. I bought pre-rolls <laughs> and then even before that before it was legal I never really smoked it in high school yeah. and then in college people would just use like pipes or bongs or whatever but I never was buying like I never bought my own weed because mm-hmm. I'm a because I'm a girl. Mm. I was like, I'll just smoke it if someone offers it to me for free. Yeah. Or if I want some, I'll find some from someone else who's bought it. I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to do the transaction. Yeah. I still know that. I still know that. Do you, you know, I think that's actually, sorry, <laughs> the only reason why, I mean, I started that way, but then I had friends and I would just go along with them when they bought it. And yeah. then, because like back in that, those days, I was... I mainly started smoking when I was in Brussels and that it was quite dodgy, but I would go with my friend just because I was like so intrigued. And then, I don't know, I think like you kind of learn to get a feeling for things and you do kind of get this more of a confidence around actually organizing it yourself. And in Australia, so. Yeah, I just, I, yeah, I just, I don't want to be, I want to be tertiary. Yeah, (laughs) and that's okay. yeah, that's totally fine. Like it's still because it's not legal here, so so weird. You know, it's so weird. Going it will back be. To me, like it will be eventually. It, eventually, it, it will be. It is. It is in le- legal in Canberra. Yeah, in Canberra, it's yeah. decriminalized or something. So it's yeah. only in the next ten years for sure. Five yeah. to ten years. I. That's my estimation. Definitely. Because there's so much land here for agriculture, the fucking business of growing weed oh, yeah. here is going to blow up, and oh, it's going to make them. When it, it became legal in the st- in Washington, in the state that I'm from, the yeah. amount of money that the government makes from yeah. it is fucking crazy. Yeah. They make millions of dollars a year just on that alone. And do you know what? Do you know what flabbergasts me is the fact that alcohol is legal. Yeah, 
That like, is I'm all. So sorry, but like alcohol makes people violent, emotional, drink driving, all that shit that comes along with alcohol. And look, I like drinking. Like I'm not saying that I don't drink. I'm a little drunk right now. But <laughs> but I'm like, when you smoke weed, you are so placid. You're just a lovey person. Like you just think high thoughts. Like I There's, just still yeah. don't understand why we well, have this structure around. At least in the states, it's money is a big thing, and then prohibition. Obviously, alcohol was illegal for a little bit, and then that. Seriously. But, yeah, uh, there was the prohibition where, like, basically because there was some really religious people that made a lot of noise and basically got alcohol um, banned in the states for I don't even know how long, but for a while and then there was like underground you know like speakeasies and stuff and then it became back but same in england Cromwell. yeah so alcohol was illegal at one point weed wasn't regulated i think until basically in the u.s at least there's really really strong it's racial it's it's racial like the only Mm -hmm. reason that it became illegal was because black people smoked it Mm. and it was another way to criminalize black people for just existing yeah and like the name marijuana like it was always called cannabis and then they introduced this name marijuana to make it sound more exotic to racialize it even further against latina latin people and black people marijuana (laughs) when it was never called that before so yeah there's i can't remember what the documentary is called and i'm probably conflating something probably there's a bunch but basically the roots of it in the u.s are surprised to no one like super racially based Mm -hmm. but i'm 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 really glad that a country like the u.s has actually legalized it and has stepped forward in leading the way towards this because it's uh, i i do understand that there are side effects but there are side effects to a lot of things yeah and it's it's only in certain states so it's like a handful of states right now and it's still it's weird it's this it's this weird gray area where technically federally as a country it's still illegal but this in certain states it's legal so (laughs) technically the federal um agency for drug control could come in and raid a a distributor of weed that's operating legally within the state but federally they could come in and arrest everybody and like do that if they wanted which so they wouldn't fucked. they wouldn't do because politically it would be a nightmare mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um yeah it's really it's great yeah Did I, I have i ever told you about one of my dreams of smoking a split with your dad on your wedding yeah. yeah i would love to unfortunately my dad has heart problems so that might be an issue but edibles okay. edibles would be okay oh my god that would just be epic i would freaking die I I wish I I really really would love to do it, but my dad is the kind of person like he I've never seen him drunk. Are you serious? Oh, so crazy! Not to me. once in my life. I've seen my mum drunk, but my dad he's the kind of person like he'll get to a point and he just can't drink anymore. He's just like no, done. He just doesn't overdo anything. He probably but... has before when he was younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh he, he, he of course did when he was younger, but like in his older age, he's 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 seventy four, almost yeah. seventy five in a couple of days now. But mm-hmm. um, Aww. 
But yeah, I know. Like if I smoke a split with my dad on my wedding day, I will die happy. I think. I don't know why. I've just always, just always been a thing. So it's cute. a fascination. I've always want. I had. I wanted to get drunk with my dad. Then I got drunk with him a couple of times. <laughs> it was. It was just hilarious. Like it was just like a <laughs> crazy family. Have we covered the, your whole trip? Like you. What happened? Oh like, yeah, you we we you got derailed a little bit. Had a girlfriend. Yeah, and then um, we our trip we went to Dharamshala and then I went to like beautiful monasteries and yeah, it was it was just the best thing ever. I obviously wanted to meet the Dalai Lama and I couldn't because yeah. I'm not famous enough to meet him. <laughs> not enough, but maybe after this podcast, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was so grounding and it was so peaceful for me to be there and for me to be able to experience those things where yeah. people from all over the world come there to you know yeah get absolutely. that feeling yeah and I think like because it's in your own home country as well it makes it that much more special definitely and it's 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 another aspect to see it from that way because we're obviously in the midst of living our own lives, trying to make money, trying to make the most of our time and, you know, make things yeah. matter. And when you go to places like that, it's it's just it's just breathtaking to mm-hmm. the fact that we're, you know what, I would love to live like this if I could. Yeah. And if I had the courage to. It's not about having the resources yeah. to, it's about having the courage to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, in a lot of ways, it's a lot easier and it's a lot to stay in the kind of life that we've been in. It would be very courageous to drop everything yeah. and go and completely change everything about your way of life. Definitely. Like living off the grid is like people who live off the grid are people who I respect. Yeah. It's just yeah. next level of respect and commendable. Yeah. So cool. That's so cool. Maybe we should start our own commune. Okay, honestly, every, you and our can come together. every single group of friends that I have of women at some point, usually around a couple months into friendships, someone's always like, we should start a commune. Everyone <laughs> is down. All of the women in my life are like, fuck yes, let's just get away from everything and <laughs> go live with a bunch of dogs on a farm and yeah. men can visit when we want to. Fuck, I would really love to do that. Like, it's it. <laughs> Oh, all right, my. That love. sounds like a beautiful. And would you, you would consider yourself a backpacker in that way? Then yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like I want to, I, I want to go to so many places and like I, I, I'm not a big believer or like a big. I'm not really into luxurious trips. I would love to do mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I would never get to know a place if I did not live like them. Yeah, yeah yeah and I think now's the time like we're still really young and we still have time and we still have so many places to see and we have time to make money and even if you do have money you always have that option of like traveling on the traveling on a shoestring which is so fun and it's such a challenge and you learn so much more from that I think rather than just like being in complete luxury all the time which is nothing changes yeah yeah, absolutely. It's not really that exciting. You know, you always know what's going to happen. And it, it teaches you so many things, I feel like. It teaches you to be grounded, obviously. Yeah. And 
you're not i feel like in life you're not always going to have what you want yeah yeah absolutely and it's a great way to learn that you know what life's not always going to be perfect yeah but you can still do beautiful things what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've ever learned through tra- through the traveling that you've done over complicating things that won't even matter in the next 10 minutes yeah like i'm an overthinker i've been through a lot of emotional um trauma mm. and it's been very difficult for me because the year before that i was i took a month off my job and i was going through a very horrible mental time where i just i couldn't even get myself up from bed Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, and my mom came to stay with me for a month and she was, you know, she was just there. She was mm, That's amazing. It was just the most beautiful thing ever. And when I look back at that time because it was exactly a one year, one year after I went for that trip and I was like if I have the mental ability and the courage to do this for a month. Yeah. then i can do a lot of things in life and mental health is just about something where you have to tell yourself what to do yeah that's really beautiful i love the way you put that you know many you are just amazing you're fucking great i fucking love you and i i'm Aww. so i'm so sad we haven't known each other longer but i'm so looking forward to all the times we're going to have we get yeah this is just the beginning which is super exciting i think you're very eloquent and yeah. i love the perspectives that you've shared about your own experiences and travels are really cool and you're fucking funny as shit yeah <laughs> so much yeah. for spending your friday night with us talking yeah. about we love this kind of stuff such a beautiful soul honestly i'm glad i love you guys as well like it's just um it's just amazing to have people that have obviously for you guys like i have a special place cuz i know that we didn't know each other when i started talking to you guys but when when i always <laughs> spoke to you guys on the phone i used to tell my partner like she is so fucking sweet like they are so <laughs> fucking <laughs> sweet susie that was probably no. susie <laughs> No, it's both of us. It was it, it was the both of you and like every day I used to take another name and my partner's like you just alternate their names like do they take your phone <laughs> alternate days and I'm like I don't know. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, you're so yeah. sweet. Well, thank you so much for taking yeah, the time to talk yeah. to us about all this. I fucking loved it. I loved it too. I loved it. Like this is so this is the first time I'm getting out outside my comfort zone and doing yeah. this. This is not something I'm comfortable with. Yeah. You well, did great. You're you, a really good storyteller. Absolutely. I think you're such an asset to this and like thank you so much for sharing and I cannot wait to get this episode out. I can't I'm wait to see what's going to happen. So excited. Yeah, I feel like you've brought something so so fresh to this and like I said I think we've got a lot more a, like many more times to come and yeah, we're so grateful. So thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on this yeah mm-hmm. absolutely it is amazing i'm going to post that i'm going to post it on all my social media like <laughs> yeah. fuck y'all yes. yay thank you so much for listening that was our chat with yamini about the himalayas and hash and hiking so appreciate you sticking around we will see you next week safe travels everybody